Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is the Vice Guide to Right Now, your inside look into the best of Vice. It's Friday, October 26th. I'm Sophie Casas. Today we're talking to writer Gabby Del Valle about what she calls the private school paradox. Growing up, Gabby Del Valle went to public school in Florida. Her parents were immigrants from Colombia, and they worked hard to give her as many opportunities as possible. Education was really important to them. But when Gabby was offered a chance to go to an elite prep school nearby on scholarship, her parents made a hard call and decided not to send her. For Vice Magazine's power and privilege issue, Gabby wrote a personal essay about this experience and the education system that so often fails American students. Here's Vice's Ankita Rao speaking with Gabby. This issue of the magazine is about power and privilege, and the education system is a particularly fraught place to discuss those issues. Tell me a little bit about your story and where it came from. So my story is about me discovering when I was in high school that my parents could have sent me to a really good prep school for free and decided not to, and how I was really pissed at them about it and ultimately realized that it was probably for the best. How did this conversation happen with your parents? When I was in 11th grade, I wasn't old enough to drive and my dad had to drop me off and pick me up at the SAT, like a testing site. And I took it at a school called Tampa Prep, which is not the school that I almost went to. It's just another one that's very good, I guess. And I was like, dude, this was so crazy. There were MacBooks everywhere in the hallway and these cubbies and people just left their shit everywhere. And like, I could have robbed them. And he was like, don't you dare rob people. And then he said, by the way, you could have gone to a school like this. And your mom and I decided not to have you go. And I was really upset. Going to one of these schools definitely sets you up for, like opens doors for you that not going to them wouldn't. And your parents had pretty interesting reasons for not sending you to this prep school, what were they? I don't remember what year Floridian students start taking standardized tests. I think it was sometime in elementary school. And because I got a really good score on this test, my mom was mentioning it to her boss, who is a woman whose house she cleaned. And she was like, oh, you know, my sister is really high up at Berkeley Prep. I can definitely get her a scholarship. My mom thought about it and then realized She didn't want me to be a cleaning ladies kid on scholarship at Berkeley Prep because she didn't like the way that she was treated in that that job. The woman was really mean to her. She would yell at her. She would treat her like not a person. And that differential was all about money. In Colombia, my mom would have lived a pretty similar life to this woman. My mom and this woman had a similar education level. But seeing how she was treated 
by her employer, by the person who was kind of the gatekeeper to this institution, made her be like, well, how will the people at this institution treat my kid who is the daughter of a cleaning lady? Like any kind of educational benefit that that would give me would be offset by me becoming really resentful or not liking my family or feeling bad about myself. So that's why they said they decided not to send me. So your parents had immigrated to Florida from Colombia and had, you know, changed their own lifestyles and what they were doing for a living to get there. Obviously, they wanted the best for you. Do you think that it was harder for you or for them to make that kind of decision? It was definitely harder for them. My parents left. It's it's weird because they have very much like a bootstrappy American dream story, but they left behind really bougie lives in Colombia. Like, if you are middle class or above in Colombia, you have a cleaning lady. Sometimes you have a driver. You have a live-in nanny because labor costs there are so low. My mom worked at a bank. My dad worked in sales or something. I don't know. I was a kid. It was really difficult to adjust. I mean, the jobs that you can get as a non-English speaking immigrant in the U.S. are not the best. This is going to make me sound, not really me, but my parents sound extremely privileged, which they were. The first time my mom did a load of laundry, she was 32 and she ruined all the clothes because she didn't know how to do laundry. So psychologically and physically, I think it was really difficult for them. I didn't know anything else. And you mentioned that despite those conversations that you'd had with them and sort of where everybody was coming from, you do ultimately feel that going to this public school is probably better in the long run. Why is that? And what kind of lessons do you think you've sort of taken forward? So I think just like psychologically being surrounded by people who I was so different from, who were so different from me, who had lives that like, I could not have really fathomed would have been probably really jarring for my like child brain. But again, like my school, my public school experience was not good, but I think it was kind of a window into the massive discrepancies, not only between public and private schools, but like between my decent public school and the really bad one in a worse part of the city or something. I think the fascinating thing to me about your piece is that you know, similar to sort of in the vein of Nicole Hannah-Jones and the and the reporting we see around education and, and race and class, there's not always an easy answer and there's almost never a right and wrong answer. I'm curious about sort of how you sit in that tension now of what you experienced and what the outcomes were. Yeah, I, I agree. There's absolutely no right answer. And I have no idea what would have happened had I gone to this school, but based on accounts I know from people who have and just on, I mean, there was an entire news cycle recently dedicated to how toxic these wealthy, mostly white prep school environments are. Like, you may come out really educated and you may have read Plato in high school, which, like, I did not, but you may also be racist and classist or completely blind to the kind of privileged life that you had led up until a certain point. But on the other side of that is I grew up around people who were, some of them were like me and some of them weren't. We all went to school together. And even my kind of okay public school was pretty segregated in terms of who was taking the good classes and who was going to the good colleges. And so I don't know, I guess the only right answer is to make public schools better, pay teachers more and hire really good ones. But that's not really up to me. How did 
choosing that route, that public school route, eventually affect how you entered college and the experience you had at a school like NYU that brings together lots of students, including incredibly privileged ones? I guess there were two things, which one, before NYU, I'd never been exposed to like such a level of wealth, which was kind of the same as what I guess what would have happened at Berkeley, except for now I was older and it didn't make me feel bad about myself. I was just like, this is crazy. But more importantly, at NYU, where some of my friends had gone to international schools or really good public schools, as opposed to my okay to bad public school, people who were starting freshman year with me knew a lot more than I did about like basic things, like about history. They knew a lot of words that I didn't know. I remember in one class, people kept talking about like theories of pedagogy. And I was like, what the fuck is that? And I didn't know how to spell it. So I couldn't look it up. And I felt like I was really behind in a way that I had to play a lot of catch up. I had to do a lot of reading in order to feel like I could talk to people and like I could talk in my classes and sound smart. Having experienced both sides of that, you know, the pluses and minuses of that system and having these conversations behind you in a sense with your parents, how do you see that playing out in your kid brother's education now? I I do feel like he is kind of being hindered in the same way that I felt like I was being hindered, in a way that makes me really sad for him. Make sure to pick up a hard copy of Vice magazine, or you can find the story at vice.com. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. And tune in again on Monday for another Vice Guide to Right Now.